Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Happy uh, 4th of July week. It is the 6th. We did not record on the 4th. That was a Tuesday when we normally do it, and we didn't do it live. So we're doing an episode this week with the working class bow hunter crew, the fellows over there, virtually. We're brought to you by Half Rack. Check out half-rack.com. Use code OHP across all of our partnerships. That's Latitude. That's Spartan Forge. That's Method. That's Go Wild. And uh, they all get their own episode or two every year, so we don't got to go into all the details there, but... Uh, this is the time. This is the time of year you want to be going to our partner websites and buying shit and saving money while you're doing it. Like It's coming. It'll be here soon. Yeah. Spartan Forge about to drop their LiDAR stuff. If you don't know what LiDAR means, Google it. You don't want to hear me explain it, but it's <laughs> basically like, you ever see a rat, but then you see like a naked rat? It's like, you ever see Tapo imagery, but then really? you see Tapo that's imagery? What we're com- like that's a- what we're comparing it to is a naked freaking rat. Yeah. yeah it's like God. Hills Without Trees. Isn't that a movie? The Hills have eyes it's the hills of that whatever it's whatever. just it's it's like you're gonna see you know crevices and cracks and all sorts of weird stuff you've never seen on terrain before because and we're not talking naked. about your backside either. that's right that's right um latitude they are about to launch their latitude uh, carbon series speed sticks stay tuned we're getting those when they when they got them along with the platforms that we're running the method two saddle right now that's it that's what you have right mm-hmm. Derek's the only one with the single panel one right yep i don't know what that one's even called is that the method one yeah something to that effect yeah anyway check it out go wild they have everything go go to go wild go log some time save some money on Ooh. stuff they got everything so enjoy yourself and uh, obviously half rack has all of the accessories you're going to need to make sure you're buttoned up for hunting season yeah. all right well i think that's all i got for that uh i didn't lose any fingers this isn't the nine finger chronicle podcast this is the okay Center podcast coming at you from the, the cat litter basement of the Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Anyway, what's up, WCB? What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah, what's crapping? What's up? I don't. Not much. We're. I'm already like two bourbons deep because we just did an episode with you guys. So this ought to be real interesting. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, but sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I don't. You, Wisconsin guys drink more than Illinois and Iowa boys. I. I, I mean, so I've heard. I just need to have something to do. Like, while I'm recording, I have to have this. And it's not going to be water. I'm not going to do that. And beer gets cold. That might be, but you guys can legally smoke more weed than we can. Or anyway. Yeah, but nobody yeah, wants to hear yeah. that on a podcast, man. But you guys can drink <laughs> in the bars at, like, 14 legally. <laughs> as long this as you're parent, yeah. No, so welcome to the OKS Hunter podcast. Switching gears on you guys, bringing into our virtual studio. Um, I don't know. You guys have come a long way 
from like your early days and have transcended a lot of stuff. You guys are the OGs. So to have you guys on our podcast feels like we're we're bringing like a bigger player on. So I don't I feel like I don't even know how to be a host of this. Well, don't say that, but I appreciate you giving us like the yeah, credit, man. We like, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it, but like, <laughs> but but don't sell yourself short at the same time, man. Like, uh, we just had an intern start, and I was telling them when we first started, we spent more time plugging what a podcast was than what we actually were. And like the first trade shows we did with our banner, it was mostly people like like internet scowling radio? at us, like what's a podcast and then by the time we got to explain <laughs> what it was I'm like oh yeah but we are they were walking away i'm like all right never mind <laughs> do you remember so like was... having to invite people on your podcast they're like so do i need to come to you or what do you mean they didn't even understand well it wasn't even that it was like it was a uh, what is it <laughs> that's what it was and then like companies being like huh no we, like we were like accidentally attached to a lot of threads from companies early on um that's like is it worth my time and now all those companies have secondhand podcasts, like yep. I like to call them. So it's kind of funny, like the way the world of outdoor media has changed since we started. But uh, which it really hasn't been that long. It, it doesn't feel like it. It's been going on. I mean, we're halfway through our eighth year, you know. So holy shit, halfway through eighth year. Wow. And you guys do a lot. Like, talk about talk about all the things you guys have going on because, like, when I first met you guys, I don't. When was that? Like. Tw- 2016 i think it's like the year i got married it was been like 26 fuck when i get married my wife better oh, listen to this. oh easy, easy. Yeah. i'm going on year seven i'm going on year seven i, I just can't do, do the, the math, math. On it. i can't do the math on it i don't know what year it is right now 2016 yeah yeah 2016 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that's not yeah. right because i remember there. i remember i was at my apartment when i lived with my fiance at the time my, my now wife and i i remember like running into you guys and like whoa this is look at these guys and um Back then, it, you guys were in your house like we are now for us. and But now you have, like, you've been at every trade show. You're on the trade show circuit. You have several podcasts on your network. You do a WCB shoot. You're doing a lot of things. Can you just unpack some of that a little bit about, like, your ethos and all the things you're doing? Yeah, we um, – I don't know what the word ethos means, but I'll pretend like I do. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I was going to keep that room smart. <laughs> I'll pretend like I do. And, uh, no, I mean, we're just having a good time, man, like, doing what we do uh i think our style is very i feel like at, i i don't really have any like hesitance in saying we've kind of crowned our own vibe in the in the space of kind of being borderline reckless but honest um and and i feel like transparent overall but yeah we've kind of paved our own style in podcasting and then now you know we have our own studio we have a, a building we actually have two buildings that we've bought and we're yep. remodeling one um we have a firearm podcast now called the Victory Drive podcast. We have a fishing podcast called Tackle and Tacos. We have two sub-series, one called the CC Hunt Files, which um, covers about everything, but the easiest way to explain it is like the Midwestern guy wanting to go west um, or slash motivational series to accomplish like your hunting goals. And then we do a series, which is the clean version of Working Class Bowhunter called Working Class on DeerCast, which goes out every Monday on Jury Outdoors DeerCast. So there's a lot there, but that's the quick, like, umbrella blanket. Here, here's what's going on with us version. Good thing you guys have an intern <laughs> to help with all that. Sounds yeah. like a and we have an intern. How, how many of you guys intern. are doing that full time? Is it is it just you, Kurt? And, and or, like, how, how are well, you? How did you, like, you know, convince everybody to, to jump on your bus with you as you make this trek across the deer country? 
So I'm full-time. Eric's part-time. Um, Eric's going to go full-time here very soon. Doug has like probably the best job of all of us. So if we can get Doug to go full-time, we're then do, we're doing something. Then you know we sold yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore. Oh, shit. Um, we're all retiring then, yeah. but but no, I mean, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of angles to working class bow hunter behind the scenes, besides like you know, just like the podcast stuff. Our online store has uh been very successful. Thanks, yep. Eric is our store manager. I don't know if you want to talk about the online store. No, I mean, it's just, it started from the ground up. I had no fucking idea coming from a welding background. I didn't know how to run a store or nothing, you know, and just over the years that, you know, you kind of, as you go, you learn everything just like anything else, you know? So in the beginning, it was very tough and very hard to run a store, but now I got it dialed into where it runs very smoothly. And I think even Doug could run it at this point. So it's a weld machine. Any idiot could run it now like Doug. That's right. (laughs) building systems Thank that's, you, Eric. that's why <laughs> that's kind of works <laughs> you're welcome but that's what we're doing that's like the that's the blanket version of working class ball no i, I dig it I've, I've been to the shoot many years ago i feel like it was many years ago i don't know 2018 i think when was that i think it was 2018 yeah, i think that's about right yeah, yeah it's before i got my truck so it would have been 2018 because i got that in 2019 I remember I just put new tires on my GMC terrain. I was like, we're going to go to Illinois. <laughs> and we went and like, <laughs> dude, putting on events is hard. We put on a, an event called Foam Fest and we did it once. Last year, we're doing it again this year. And it, dude, it's a, it's a lot of work. Everything that we do is a lot of work. It's more work than I think people can comprehend or realize. Not comprehend. I just mean it like, I don't think on the onset of someone listening to a podcast realizes how much actually goes into it. And I have to imagine with all the things you guys have going on, there is a ton of work. That goes mm-hmm. into that stuff. So, like, you really put the work in working class bow hunter at this point, you know. So, as you well, thank kind you of for saying that, because a lot of people think now that where you have more of a an established name that we're not working class anymore. So, I appreciate you. Well, uh, I wanted to. You got to keep bringing it. And I want as soon as you sit back on your hands, you're not bringing it anymore. So, you That's have right. to keep up. You know, it, just because it might not be physical work, there's a lot of mental work, and you got to oh, yeah. keep respinning it. Work. And and adding something to it every year you can't just stay the same all the time people will lose interest there's some things you can keep the same you know because people appreciate having some mm-hmm. normalcy to it but yeah you also got to add a new wrinkle every once in a while yeah i like that sure. that's a that's like that's, i like the way you put that that's cool a new wrinkle every once in a while like i just feel that we uh we're kind of we were very passionate about hunting, right? And yep. we're passionate about what we do. We're po- passionate about podcasting. We're not nerds, but we're kind of like trying to be. We're redneck nerds. A little bit more redneck nerds. Um, we don't really always look like hunters. I don't think like, I don't think I look like a hunter, honestly. What does uh, a I hunter think... look like in your opinion? Well, you you know what I mean, like camo hat, <laughs> boots. Like you, like when we walk around a trade Maybe show, it's like no one thinks that we we look the least like hunters versus everybody else there really in my opinion but um but we have we have our own vibe man and we're and we're honest about it and uh anything goes on our show and i think that's why we've got some traction um since the beginning and uh that's 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 what i think is our strongest quality you know we talk about on our end you know we we tend to be we try to be relatable you know to the broader the broader community of uh, of hunting but i think you guys i think a number of folks relate with you because you are I don't want to say brash, but you guys do you do bring this like I don't know like come as you are kind of vibe, but that come as you are is like you're going to challenge the status quo in some in some degree, and in doing so, like a lot of the blue collar working class folks, like they'll they'll mouth off to their supervisor, like 
you know, fuck you, Al. I'm going to do it this way. You know what? Like the rough around the edges. And I yeah. think I think there's something to that. But then that person then relates to what you guys are doing because you're like, everyone's done it in deer hunting this way for the last decade. And then you guys show up to the scene and you're like, that's all fine. We're not like hating on that, but we're going to do it our way. And I think right. your way has resonated with a very, very wide audience, which is why you've had the growth that you've had. You guys are, are pretty damn big. Like, you guys get a lot of downloads, a lot of viewership, a lot of attention. You guys go to trade shows. You are one of the biggest, like, booths at that trade show right next to the other biggest booth, which is Whitetail Adrenaline. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. get much bigger than that in the Whitetail category. And so, but I've, I've watched, dude, I've come up to you guys at trade shows, and I've watched people come up and compliment you for keeping it real, for being who you guys are. And, like, you're, t- you're getting down on your knee and talking to kids and signing hats and stuff like that. Like, you're still exactly who you are. So anyone that's mm-hmm. hating on working class for, like, arriving, get out of here. You know, you're just jealous. They're just jealous. Well, Eric, I appreciate you saying that, dude, yeah, a, a lot. Like, that's that's one of the bigger compliments I think you can get in, like, in what we do. Um, but, you know, we're just who we are. And, you know, but we're also entertainers, too. And, like, lately, especially, like, in this off-season, we're out of the off-season. We talked about it on the episode when you guys were on our show how we got out of like the lull of content creators in the outdoor industry. It's like people now after July 4th are getting excited again. And we kind of use that time to be a little more uh, on the entertaining side with our conversation. So, and I say it a lot on, on times and like, I'm, I'm thankful that I have Eric as a partner and Doug as a partner and our crew and, and all the other guys that make up working class bow hunter that kind of like, we all fit the vibe in our own way. Like the chemistry between our crew is something that, um, it doesn't just happen. It, a lot of luck plays in to have our chemistry. Oh, yeah. We're all our own individual uh, person, but we all vibe together. Like we're all different, but we all get along and we all can lean in to each other's qualities. Like I'm the guy that will say a lot of shit that I don't fully believe in for an entertainment purpose, but I'm <laughs> transparent when I say something that I might not fully believe it. But what it does is that spews con- like great conversation off me kind of being an ass at points to get reaction off of my buddies that are on the show with me right which is kind of fun to do like you can keep the conversation going he really likes it hey you <laughs> bear really poker at it like you really like doing it <laughs> i say a lot of things that um stir the pot let's just say that well you, but but it's fun it makes people think about things it's great conversation oh, i know that one day bad. i'm gonna have to go full kid rock and be like yeah fuck you guys i'm uncancelable just to like yeah like i'll never <laughs> be able to run for anything in politics um that's for sure but uh we're just having a good time man that's all that's it no that's, that's, that's what you time. need that's what you need to do and i think that's what we all look like if you could bottle up deer camp I think I think you guys embody a lot of what would I would put in a bottle for deer camp. To be quite frank, you know, I think I think we think the same thing about ourselves to some degree, but our, our like our deer camps are different. And I think that's kind of an interesting point is that every deer camp has its nuances, has its traditions, has its things. But at the end of the day, they're all deer camp. You know, you you go to and you mm-hmm. come to expect certain things out of it. Like I introduced Malort to our deer camp last year. That, that was, was a, a terrible f- idea. Lord. That's a yeah. Chicago thing, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It tastes like shit. I, I was like, hey guys, whoever doesn't fill a tag is drinking Malort. Well, no one filled a tag. It's like, isn't Malort like a mixture of all sorts of shit? It's terrible. It's dirty war- diapers, it's, it's rotten wormwood. potatoes, yeah, and I don't disgusting. know what else. It's disgusting. 
So like everyone's like, dude, I hate you. What? And I think we forgot the bottle at the cabin that we VRBO, so it's still there. So if we go, we did shots of Malort at the Illinois Deer Classic this year. <laughs> oh no, was that good, huh? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not good. But if uh, no, the classic shots, was that good. Down. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> we did. You haven't heard of it? We all did. It. Me and Austin okay. did. I have uh, documented footage. Chris J has me on film taking a shot of Malort. Does it have booze in it? It is, yeah, but not very much. That's... It's like uh sock water did i do one you'd remember it you'd remember it it's disgusting maybe i would maybe I would. if i did a shot of malort yeah I you did, did a shot yeah, of malort. for sure you're right yeah, it's not good malort that's, that's an isn't that a chicago thing it is it's yeah. like a, it's like you drink it because it's bad but some people actually genuinely like it and you have one buddy who must have no taste buds <laughs> yeah. that likes that shit Stay away from those people <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that is the guy I... like that shit <laughs> it's like liquid cwd in a bottle <laughs> They're like, it's not that bad. I'm like, you're you're a psychopath. That's what that is. So we're gonna stop yeah, talking. That's the guy that's going bow hunting with an air gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Sorry, so, I don't know if we can cuss on your podcast. Yeah, you can't. too late. We, they're all marked. Oh, okay, we don't we don't take any liberties. It's, it's, Eric ripped a hard f bomb. Uh, our Eric and I'm like, ooh, all right, yeah, we're saying the f word. Yep. Yeah. yeah well, people people squimish, and it's it is what it is. We mark it explicit. We cover our tracks, and at the end of the day, if you if you can tolerate it, great. If you can't, I'm sorry. We are who we are. We have to be who we are and be comfortable with that. That's right. But sorry. So I don't know. Talk about like you guys have all these isms. You guys have wage brain, shoot your bow. You're, you can't shoot a big buck if your wife sucks. Like what What else? How did you guys like it just because you talk on a podcast so frequently, these things kind of just kind of bubble up to the top or like talk about some of the things you have that speak to who you guys are and, and how people like associate. I think most of our isms just came from Kurt just spewing random shit. <laughs> i mean that's where it came from yeah a lot of it is but it, a lot of it is that yes yes right it's me being that like um asshole that i don't uh, like I, someone um gave me a name it's kind of like you know how eminem have slim shady yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay that's good i like that yeah so i kind of have that vibe sometimes with the podcast for entertainment value um Kurt, Kurt. oh someone said uh, a listener wrote and said call him bert Instead of Kurt, it's Bert. Oh, Bert. Oh, it's Bert. Alter talking. ego. Yeah. Alter ego. And, and I'll say that. And I need to just get to the point where I have confidence in it. Cause a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I'm about to say some shit and I don't fully believe in it because I'm saying it for entertainment value, but I might like half believe it. Um, so I just need to like be confident with it. And be like, all right, Bert's talking. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just like me talking shit and being funny or fun and just like devil's advocate, kind of like creating fun conversation for the cause of just entertainment value and then some of it comes from um like austin you can't trip into a 150 yep. it takes a little bit of effort he said uh you yeah, know sometimes we're just hanging out and then i don't know someone will just say something put that on a shirt put that on a shirt that's a great t-shirt idea yeah. so then i throw it at our graphic designer guy yeah. he comes up with it and all of a sudden we have a fucking yeah. t-shirt and eric's very good at like getting on that like grabbing on yeah that. Well, like uh, Dana Pace, he's one of our shed resident shed hunting guys we have on the show a lot. Yep. He said, uh, man, I found a shed, but it was in a damn squirrel patch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, squirrel patch? Oh, we know exactly what that is. So, we know what it we is. all found those. So we have a shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, he said fucking squirrel patch. We changed it to damn squirrel patch for a shirt. So we have a, a damn squirrel patch shirt, but it's our logo with a chew out of the G2. And a squirrel chewing it. Yeah. So oh my God, we have the same. We have a similar shirt. We have it's just a shed hunter, but it's a squirrel eating our, our antler logo. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's just it ripped us off. I see. The, yeah. The, You'll be hearing from us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. You guys from don't you, have so. a lawyer yet. Take it. <laughs> we do have a lawyer. Oh, damn it. Here, <laughs> but it's yeah. The isms just come organically, man. I think that's the best way to do it. If you sit around and try and think of them. They might be good, but they're never going to be as organic as they are. If, but, when but they just like, come flying off your tongue with a little bit of uh, confidence fluid in you. But your community oh, is so strong that, like, your listeners know what you're talking about. And the fact that you're able to, like, not able to, but, like, the fact that you sell merch that is the things that are intrinsically you guys, it's not something else. That's, like, pretty powerful, you know? Well, I appreciate you saying that because that is also, like, one of the greater compliments i think we could ever get and one thing i will say man like we have a very we might not have the biggest following but we have a very dedicated following and we're very fortunate um to have that um i will tell you that like if our following has to go to war with another following we're gonna win it's not gonna be good because we got some bad motherfuckers that, that listen to our show like blue collar dudes steel workers truck drivers welders like we're just lucky man like that's it <laughs> It's it couldn't have paid out any better for us, and we're just super thankful for it. So I, I do appreciate you saying that, man. A big, or I really do. It's noticeable though. Like that's kind of like, like you guys have. Um, I say the word community. It's interesting because like I, I in college I remember learning about the word culture, and it was the professor's like you can't define this word. I was like, watch me. And then she mm -hmm. was right because she's smarter because she's a professor and I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like you can't define culture without without using the word because every single culture is vastly different. And that's what makes it a right. culture. Like you guys have created a culture within a culture, you know, and I think that's pretty awesome because it felt needed. That's why it was able to happen. Like there was a white space that you guys were able to fill. And I'm not saying if it wasn't you guys, it would have been someone else, but I don't think it would have been. Like I don't I don't know that anyone would have filled it the way you guys did. I mean, even putting well, on the shoot. It would have happened, man, but I feel like everybody kind of fills their own space and in the culture of hunting, right? Like there's always these subcultures and everybody kind of finds – their lane and one thing that you did say that i want to thank you again for the compliment is like you know like some of our isms are within our content like and they have to find it in that it's like one thing i am proud of that we do is that like our content like we're not uh modifying our content to be something that's not like we've always just gave you what we do and what we are like Bro. we're not like we're not doing something to get cheap um interaction if that makes sense, like we're, we're very we authentic. You don't yeah, like yeah, it, then very don't, don't like it. Yeah, and if and if you don't, that's fine. Like people don't have to like everything. You can't please everybody. Right. You're not gonna. And so that's if right. you if you do what you do, like people are gonna buy into it. And then like those are your people. That's why you have a good audience. Those are why like you have the the ride or dies or whatever you want to call them, blood in, blood out. Like people that that subscribe to working class, like that. And but but I I I I don't listen to hardly anything like i listen to audiobooks by and large and then usually it actually recently is about parenting um but you know when i listen to podcasts there's a handful that i tune into and i enjoy your guys's podcasts quite a bit and I actually been listening on youtube because i enjoy watching it um that's been a new thing with the the way i, mean, I don't know how long you guys have been doing it that way but i've enjoyed watching it like you guys had hunt works on who just changed his name to unnotch you guys had uh what's his freaking name jacoby Yep. Yeah, I have a whitetail guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of tapped into the TikTok guys for a, bit, a minute there in That's the off-season. It's a off fun season, crowd. You know? Dude, I've been really getting fed a lot of TikTok conspiracy stuff because I find it highly entertaining. 
<laughs> I'm not like buying into it, but I love I love the conspiracy stuff. It's the just, entertainment it's, value is high. It's just really high. Like the lady freak on the airplane, and they think that she saw a lizard yeah, man. I'm like, I'm losing my shit. Eric, by the way, thanks for listening to us on our worst platform. You look at our YouTube numbers, you're like, who the fuck are these idiots? Yeah. Yeah, we should cancel the podcast. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm two days away from deleting our YouTube. Hey, we YouTube's our savage. Listeners. You think TikTok's bad? Go on YouTube and watch the comments pour in. YouTube is like a whole different freaking machine and beast. Like people on not YouTube, us, bro. No one yeah. sees our YouTube. Oh man, like we got we got antis that see our YouTube, and I'm like, get Susie out of the comments. Susie, get the fuck out of here from California. What are you doing in here? Susie, I don't even know how you tripped bitch. into this. You dude, can't trip bro, into 150, I but a you can giraffe and to get a single death threat. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we're hoping to make it on CNN. I'm like, dude, Eric slaughtered this innocent giraffe. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that in anything, but like, I got uh, more no, shit for so it than you did. You didn't have to. You probably had enough people saying it already. Well, Doug kills a bear and gets more shit dude, on people social are media. Shit on me everywhere. Yeah. Eric kills a giraffe and nobody cares, but <laughs> no one gives a fuck. They don't know what to do with it. I'm going to revamp our YouTube, dude. I'm going to put some reels up that just say, like, uh poacher kills giraffe <laughs> there you go that'll get it everybody will be on that one redneck no but redneck. That, whatever like so actually what i want to ask you because like you know i have a really hard time not going the business route because i i like i'm probably more passionate about business than whitetails and it's a close one to like depending on the time of year but one thing that i was curious about like kurt you you have been doing and your crew has been doing more like big game hunts western hunts so forth and like you had uh, a video drop where like you had some altitude sickness kind of sink sink in like what yeah. has that been like being the working class guy from the flatland of illinois no offense um no. to these yeah. mountainous regions where like now you guys are in a totally different element you're in africa you're in i don't know montana wyoming wherever you're going like what has that been like and how has that been to navigate as the working class guys that you talked about where people are like hating on you like Talk about work. You want to talk about work? Let's talk about work. Let's talk about freaking hunting in the in the mountains for for an example. For example, like yeah. what has that been like for you guys? A personally and B from a business standpoint. First of all, from a business standpoint, just from a branding look, we'll just tackle that part first. Um, we have talked about every step of the process on how to get there, how we did it, everything all the way through. So people want to hate on us for going to Africa, for example. Yep. Kill the giraffe. You must have money to. No, we talked about all of that in our content. Mm -hmm. How much it costs. How we did it. We put on a clinic when we, we're so passionate about Africa. Our entire crew. We hosted a clinic after we went in February, and we had about eighty people attend. We had a forty-three percent book rate from yep. that clinic to go to Africa, and um, we put together together special hunt pricing. We showed how possible it really is to do these things in your life. And we're like, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. And since that, we've been on a fucking tirade experience life at the fullest. And our whole crew has done that. I and full heartedly believe that. And I'm passionate about it. This stuff is possible. It's how bad do you want to get there? So if your goal is to kill an elk, okay, you can go. What's what goal do you have in that process? You want to go to Africa? Here's how to do it. If we've done it, we've talked about how we got there. So um, anyone that wants to hate on that, first and foremost, doesn't really follow our content. Because if you did, we guide you through how we did it. Or we turned around and made an opportunity to make it easier for you to get there to go with us. Well, and not only that, but we've been talking about doing these hunts 
since we started this podcast before we started this podcast. And guess right. what? We just started doing these hunts three years ago, three, four years ago. You know, right. that's when we really yeah. dove into it, you know. So it's been four years before that that we were talking about it or even before that. So it's like it might not happen overnight, but these goals are you can do it. You can Very follow our possible. library and see yep. how we've gone about it. So I just wanted to cover that full transparency because people people see our name and then see we went to Africa and then automatically assume Jim Shockey money. Well, it's and funny because we, we have similar, we have similar, like, oh, you're a DOK hunter. You're only supposed to shoot spikes. So heaven forbid we shoot something larger than a spike. It's like, that's not the message. That's not the message. And well, you don't follow us, you would know that. Listen you know to what I mean? our episode because that's what we cover with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I'm so glad that we covered that with you guys because it kind of, uh, for me, opened a new light to your branding. Yeah, and we we did the antler logo because it's different, and we wanted to draw some attention in. Like, no, yeah. literally, no other brand in hunting has a fucking six inch antler for their logo. <laughs> different. Yeah. That's all. That's all that is. It's it's meant to pull your it's attention great. in. Um, so no, yeah, to your that's point, the business though, like, side to cover that, like that's. We, we've laid it out, you know, uh, so I hope that answers the business side of that question. I'm glad you did, because, uh, you know, it it doesn't feel achievable for a lot of folks. Like, it feels out of reach. It feels like out of state tags yeah. are expensive. I got to fly there. I got to fly meat back. I got to drive. I gotta... There's so many layers of, like, logistics that go into that. But when you break it down Barney style and you guys are showing that as a working class hunter, you can do this hunt. That's something special. And I think if like the positioning is as a working class hunter, you can do these things that changes the dynamic a little bit. It's not, yeah. Oh, you're working I mean, class. You shouldn't you, be able to do that. It's like, no, no, you're working class and you can do not it. that bad. Well, like, not only can you go one time. Yeah. If you do it working class style, you're going to go four times. Exactly. And we're going to break that down for, you know, don't go over there and think you're like, you see Jim Shockey, right? When we think Africa, mm -hmm. Midwest guys growing up, you think Jim Shockey, Africa, you see all the shitty kills. Well, and I want to stop you right there because, I thought that at one point, 100%, yeah, because exactly. I, I never too. actually, like, would I love to go hunt Africa? Absolutely. I never fully looked into it. I never did my homework. I'm I'm just thinking, shit, it's going to be $30,000 to go over there and hunt. You stereotyped it. I stereotyped nope. it, 100%. Yeah, you think of, like, what <laughs> yeah. Safari Club International, like, I got to go bid on this with an auctioneer present at an event. And like exactly. I'm, a, I'm a business owner that it's makes gonna millions a year. Yeah, and I'm it's going to run up as high as it can because right. all that money's going to conservation. And I'm just a dumbass. I never looked into it. So, and then actually, once Same we here. looked into it, I'm like, this is totally doable. For it's not bad at all. The work well, we'll we'll tell you this, and any of your listeners, uh, guys that are listening, if you guys really want to go to Africa and you want to see, like, if it's possible, and you can take your wife with you, and she'll have a great experience. My wife didn't want to come home. That's a, most of the interaction. But if you guys want to go and bring your wife and whatever and, and want to just get some information, that's it. Just reach out to us, and I guarantee we'll get you the best the best price with the best guy you could ever go with. 100%. I will say that with so much confidence that if you get a hold of us, you'll be in the best hands, you'll pay the best price, and you'll have the best fucking experience you could have, man. It was full throttle fun from the time we landed to the time we yeah. left. There's never a dull moment, it was, ever. It was we talk ever. a lot about blazing trails and adventure. Times. Like, going to a foreign country like that and seeing exotic animal, animals like that, that is... That is an uncharted territory for most of us. Like I can't even can comprehend what that could be like, and how much. Imagine fun that Eric could be. having that. Even that the smells. Thought. Like, can you describe the smells you had? You know, there's Dude, nothing like it, right? The smell. I I do. 
I don't know if you've ever been to another country, Eric. I have. But that's like, why I say the smells because that is one of the signifying things of being with somewhere different. Is that yeah. wow? Yes. Like I've been to Brazil, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Canada. It, like, they all have their smell. They all have their mate. The the it, it's part of the experience, right? Yep. You ever been to um, Iowa? When you yeah, you ever been to Clinton, Iowa? <laughs> it smells like corn. <laughs> when you land in uh, Johannesburg, yeah, it has a smell. Mm-hmm. But when you get out of Johannesburg and you get into like I guess the the bush, as they'd say, like one, it's fr- it's great, it's amazing. It's, 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 uncharted the whole territory. thing dude it, it's just one of those things once you do it you'll be so glad you did it and i've been thinking about africa it's been about a year since we went and i've been thinking about it i think about it every single day yeah. every single day since we've been i think about africa one. every day I, and i'm not especially I'm now not, well, the people like, there are so uh, different too like you're you're supporting a community by taking that animal you can't bring that meat back home like you can't you can't do much with it so then like it serves to to like support a community there and the people right, there are so different than the people here i've been to third world third war how do you say it third world country third world country yep. dude shit's different in third world countries it is different and if you can yeah, do something as an american a lot support people, that that's what a lot, of, a lot of people don't understand about africa is like these animals they they are their income over there so like if they did if these animals didn't have a price on them which is kind of bad to say but it's true over there well, they have value. They have value. Yeah. These animals wouldn't be around at all because they would have no value. Yep, that makes sense. It does. But you could eat. Did you get to eat some of it while we were there, though? Like, did you guys get to cook some shit up? Yeah, all we had it. one of everything that we shot. Yep. What did you like the most? What was uh, the most? I'd say sable or water buck was the yeah, best. Water buck was really good. We ate some of the giraffe, and then everything else we didn't eat got donated to a, an orphanage in the area. What's the say? What so like sage buck? You say say like sage is a spice uh, that we water buck. Water, water buck. My bad. Sable. Oh yeah, I'm making. I'm okay. So I'm just making up words. They're part yeah. of the antelope family. <laughs> sable. Um, they're all part of the antelope family. Sable was really good. Uh, water buck. What I found was the most interesting. So they kind of explained it to us. I did. You know, I did research. You know about water buck and it's like they're kind of known to have like a swampy type vibe, like water buck. Like when you hear yep. the name, you kind of think like, Oh, that might taste a little swampy. Um, it's, it's a big misconception. Um, really good. We had um, all the steaks we had cooked just like you would here in the States, medium rare. Um, they made like a sausage pepper oh, gravy. Yeah. Oh. They drizzle over dude. it. And dude, I'm not going to lie. The food over there is fucking outrageous. <laughs> so we ate like Kings. Man. I want to go back right now. Just to eat. Yeah, me too. I would. I wouldn't give a shit if I could kill anything. The cultural that. nature of eating food is like really a. It's all a, part of the experience. You can experience culture through food. Like, but in certain cultures, you have to be in the culture to then also experience the food. Like, if you went to like Maine, you're gonna have a better experience eating some like lobster, lobster than you're gonna have in Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, not gonna I mean, be fresh. Lobster in Lake Michigan, right? You there, know what I mean. There ain't none. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's Turns imported. Out. It doesn't. It's not fresh. Not caught that same day. Like I remember when I fished in like Key West, for example. We we took the same fish from our charter, brought it to a bar, and they blackened our food right in front of us that we just yep. chopped up, and that was incredible because we we just caught that fish that day out of the ocean. You don't have that experience here in the Midwest. People talk about, oh, sushi, yeah, sushi's so good. Sushi oysters. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not the same. You know. Yeah. Anyway, it's I. I just I don't. I answered probably half your question there, but if you ever get an opportunity to go to Africa, please do it. Just do it. You will remember it forever, and you'll be so thankful you did it, man. It it, it's, it sucks getting there, but once you 
I mean, that adds to the fun of it, though, man. It does add to the fun of it. I mean, it's that adventure. Once you're there, you're like, I'm glad it sucked. Doug spilled (laughs) a whole Coke on Kurt on the airplane. (laughs) On the way home. How is that not? But was he he a real person? (laughs) No, he's not real. (laughs) But you are not real. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't let go of that video right now. See the blinking like this? He blinked this way. Did he blink normal? He's not a lizard man. He blinked sideways like a lizard. Conspiracy stuff on TikTok. just got (laughs) me rolling. Holy shit. That's crazy. So what about what about like altitude sickness out west? Like I don't know if it was altitude sickness, but other than just sucking wind in like high altitude, that's got to be difficult. Like I think I just ran ten miles today for the first time in my entire human life, and it felt wow. pretty difficult. And my yeah. I'm a little out of like sorts today. Um, I think I think wife. you're probably referring to that uh, campfire story I did with uh, with Chase the Chase Nation guys. Yes, that's um, it. Yep, because it seemed like shit. Yeah, that was like difficult. And yeah, and I'll be honest. There's a video in there where I'm kind of like going through some shit. Uh, more, I think, more mentally than I was physically. Okay. And I showed these guys that video. I'm like, man, I kind of want to show this video because it shows me being vulnerable. But I never posted it. And you guys are like, you guys, you should show that. And you should. That's one video that I did give to those guys to put in that like docu series that they do called Campfire Stories, which I think is a beautiful uh, series that they do. Uh, but I sit on that video, and I'm like, I'll be honest. I kind of regrettably sent it to them. Um, like I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want me being a pussy like that on <laughs> Yeah, but dude, you're a human. You're a fucking human. You live in Illinois. Yeah, it's still like, you though, dude. You're not like, climbing mountains in, in Illinois. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do to train there, you know? That's right. You know, and I trained more for my archery than I did my physical ability. Like, but also like it's not that I wasn't like not in shape. Like it was just brutal. And I went hard. The first couple stocks I had, I just I put it all, I put it all in. When I and I didn't leave anything in the tank and it screwed me. And uh, now knowing more and spending more time in that country, I would completely do it way different. But, uh, but, but I'm glad it happened the way it did. You know, like um, just learn a lot. It's tough. The elevation is a different game. We camped up there, so I never got a break from it of being like high up on top. It takes um, time I, to acclimate to that stuff, and if you don't have that, like you're you're acclimating yeah. as you're hunting, so it's tricky. And I, I did get there like two days before we even started hunting to just kind of be in the higher elevation. Now, I wasn't at, you know, 10, 5, 11,000 foot the whole time, but I was at, uh, you know, whatever the base elevation is when you're out in western Wyoming. Um, so it's still way higher than here. Still way higher than here. You know, we're five, 400 to 600 foot here. I don't know what they are at their base, but our base camp was like 10, 4, 10, 5. I killed my buck at 11, 11, 1 um so yeah that's tough you know it takes a lot of Get you have to be you have to have your uh mental toughness kind of has to be on par a little bit there uh, but it was a great experience man like uh I'm, i would never trade it i'm glad it happened exactly the way it did um i wouldn't go back on it at all to be like oh, i wish this would happen instead of this like sure. everything yeah. that sucks should have sucked you know Craig's done some uh, interesting things with um, the Beast Mode Archery crew where he's done some workouts with them, and I think you you had a hernia. Yeah, I ended up getting a hernia after I heaved up, I think it was a 40-pound sandbag after running a bunch. So you would you would do reps of beating the shit out of yourself and then go shoot your bow, take your shots, go back to beating the shit out of yourself, do your running, do your burpees, do your grab of the of the uh, sandbag to throw it on your shoulder and take off and that's when i felt that that rip and like a 
a real burning sensation, you know, right in my lower torso, and it wasn't wasn't pretty. I ended up going to one more class and and muscling through it, and I just happened to be taking a shower and I looked down. Looks like there's a golf ball under my skin. <laughs> that does that doesn't look right on the left side. The left side looks way more swollen than the right. And I just kind of pushed on it real hard with my finger and I'm like, wow, I better go see the doc for it. So I got in and they're like, yep, classic hernia. You need surgery. Oh. You're, you, you, what are you planning on doing? And of course, this is September. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, both seasons here. Can I put it off till after? Well, you really shouldn't, but yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. yeah. So I, I made it through both season and then um, I think, covid ran through my house so we i had to put the the surgery off another month that's just when they could get me in and i got it done like in spring right before turkey season last year so damn yeah and then back out and killed a couple birds so that was good my man it's just damn. crazy so like you're popping out <laughs> there's that there's the mental side but there's the literal physical side i yeah you're supposed to keep the toothpaste in the in the tube <laughs> <laughs> Once it's out, it's, it ain't getting back in. I've talked about it on the podcast. I, I've been doing these, uh, whatever, dude. The people, are, people are doing these ice baths, and I think that that's neat. I don't, I don't like. I'm not against it. I don't have enough money to buy an ice bath, and I certainly don't think I could get crawl my way into one of those every single morning. But I do take a cold shower every morning, and mm. I do it not because of all the all the bullshit that everyone talks about. I've talked about this before. I do it because in the the amount of mental of my brain saying, "Don't do this." Today's not the day for a cold shower, Eric. You can do a hot shower and it feels great. You don't, need to, you don't need to turn that dial. And it's at that precise moment my brain's saying, don't do this thing. And I say, fuck you, brain. And I turn it to cold and I deal with the pain. Because it's, it's very unpleasant. Taking a cold shower is not fun. You want to jump out. And I do it for at least a minute or two minutes, depending on the day. And, I'll, like, and then it's a whole other conversation. My brain, like, might do one minute. Are you, are you a pussy? Are you going to do two minutes, you little bitch? Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and uh but then i then i like will do that you know and it's interesting to like mentally say i'm in charge here of the body the brain is in charge of the body the body is in discomfort the body's trying to say nah nah bro you don't got to do this hard stuff just take it easy you live in 2023 you don't got to be taking cold showers anymore you don't got to run 10 miles you don't got to run anywhere for life you can take a car and i just keep telling my brain let's do hard stuff because that's uncomfortable. And if I do hard stuff, I make one hard decision, and everything else that day is easier. Work is easier. Parenting is easier. Everything else is easier. Parenting so is I, easier when you're shivering like a dog shitting fish hooks. I, yeah, the cold shower is nothing compared to my what my kids are going to throw at me. But like, if I consider going out west, I don't have a good way to train for high-altitude stuff. I'm going to put on a you rock, just, you know, a mask. You know, and, and no one does. There's a lot of – here's the thing. A lot of people are not going to agree with this. Sometimes you just got to go. Yep. You, you got to do it. And then you just go and you struggle and it makes the best memories. Of course, if you could be more prepared, do that. However yeah. you see fit. But uh, don't, like, I think a lot of people be like, ah, you know, I'm not in shape for that. Uh, you can only be gonna, so much in I'm shape. You're, you're never going to be perfect. Just like you said, I think you do need to just go. You just need to do it. And I mean, even for bear camp our first year, like I'm not, in the best shape ever in my life i'm like i'll be okay yeah it can't, it can't yeah. be that yeah. bad and well, that trip kicked my ass <laughs> oh my for that mule deer hunt specifically you know i knew i wasn't going to be a trey heiner which is our good buddy that lives out there that's a mountain goat 
you know, and uh, I knew I wasn't going to be that guy. But I said was, I'm going to what I lack in physical ability and conditioning. I'm going to make up for an archery. So, okay. So I can't get within 20 yards of this mule deer because I, I'm not, maybe not be the most physically fit or my lungs might, might not be conditioned for the elevation, but where I will make up for that is my ability to shoot a deer in the lungs. And uh, I said that my motto that year was, and I said at the beginning of the summer, and you can go back and listen to our library is that I'm shooting my bow. Like I'm training for a fight. And uh, honestly, that's what made that hunt successful for me. I shot my bow. Like I was training for a fight. And uh, that's what I did. So if you can help it, take one weakness and add a strength on another, and uh, it might work out for you. Not always. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of luck, you can you can come out with uh, what, what you seem feels impossible. When you see a mule deer on the other canyon, you go, fuck, I got to get over there. That's a long way, and it's right. really steep a lot up and down a lot on the way over there you know maybe you can cut some distance off that by being able to shoot really fucking good right like eric said like he was like i don't even know how to be prepared for this no one does no you can never prepare yourself enough to go on that hunt you just go for it dude just go for it like like a bear hunt's the easiest hunt you can do and it still kicked my ass but like it's not the easiest hunt you can do not at west no but you're getting feet wet you just got to go do it here's the thing it's it's fu- sorry, Greg. Go ahead. Uh, everything's earned out west with with el- you know with the altitude, the terrain. Everything is earned, and like you said, if you can figure out a way to to build the one strength at least to give you that much more of an edge, yeah, you can't you can't climb as good in, in altitude without sucking wind and you know elevating your heart rate to the point where your head feels like it's going to explode when you pull your bow back. <laughs> but maybe you can just yeah. catch your breath enough and feel super confident pulling back, settling in, and getting good anchor, and really seeing your pin and seeing that animal. If you're practicing that, I mean, you're you're light years ahead of, I think, a lot of people just getting that practice in. For sure. And, and this might sound fucked up. But <laughs> oh, bush. maybe it's a flavor of Bert coming out. <laughs> I was going to say, we got uh, Bert and Kurt. Hey, Bert. Hey, hey. <laughs> but I had a drastic change in my life before I went. And that can either sink you or you can turn it around and, and motivate you. And um, I will tell you that I was teetering very hard on sinking. Um, but I chose to take that like emotional, I don't know what the word is, um, dick punch. Um, that's what I chose of all the words I could have picked <laughs> Two words. and turned it into like really trying to live my life like right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not saying I maybe have toned off that with life because I have kids and life and things happen. But if you look at from the time my father passed away and until now, Chaboy went on a tirade, you know, like I just went on a fucking tirade of like crazy stuff for like a year and a half i went on every hunting trip i could i told everybody like fuck off i'm doing what i want to do like i just kind of like i went crazy a little bit and and, and crazy into what i thought my dad would want me to go crazy about that's that's a that's a special time in your life man i think it's fucked up a little bit probably not not no I i would say no absolutely not 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 effed up at all i think 
emotionally to process that is it's one thing and then you know think about a, this is not even a close comparison like it's not even so don't don't think that's what i'm doing here i i say this to say like think about a breakup you break up with a girl and all you can do is like go meet another girl or do a thousand things that have nothing to do with that thing with that relationship and so in the sense of like your dad passes away i don't know how any of us know how to process that like jake bush lost his dad you lost yours like in in, in like the hunting community i'm thinking about people that i know of that have lost their father and I can't even come close to comprehending what that would do to me. It would shake my soul. And mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, my dad is the one that got me into all of this, all of it, every right. single bit yes, of it. Man. That is the man that I go to, look up to, have learned from, have followed into all of the stuff. And uh, if he's gone, I don't know that like I lose a part of my identity then. And and if that happens, yep. you're 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 kind of like you know, grappling for some sense of identity through that human. And if they're not there and you're thinking about what they would say or do or want you to say or do, yeah, I think you'd go deep into it, hardcore, like you did. And I think that was the absolute right move. But I, th I hear you when you say you're teetering because that could either totally wreck you because you don't have that person anymore or you could totally go the other direction and say, like, because I don't have you, I need to do this to not, um, you know, not do it in vain, so to speak, right? Like, mm -hmm. I need to make it worth it because you would be proud of me if you were still here, you know, that's, and, yeah, and then you had kids into and that's a whole nother mix. Like that's a whole different equation. Um, be Kurt, honestly, what you did, I think it'd be respected, bro. Like, I think it, if, if like a lot of people went through that situation, they come across like our podcast, like people could relate to that, mm -hmm. you know, cause it's going to happen to us. We're getting old. It's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like it just happened to you, uh, to you first. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, which is unfortunate, but at the same time, like we're all gonna go through it. That's a bummer about it. getting in your like thirties, dude. You late thirties, you're pushing forty. It's like everyone you grew up with is is getting old and dying. Well, and and it's they, such a bummer they, to and see. And they are like, you know, you we, us, Doug and I sitting here, we see your old man pass away. That makes us realize like shit. We don't have they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not a superhero. Yeah, they're not. Never know. Yep. I think it's respected, dude. Don't like put yourself down on being yeah. reckless or anything. No, it's fucking respected. Well, I. The only reason why like I stayed in line the way I did, I have a great family and I have great friends. And I have supportive family and supportive friends. If I didn't have that, like and, and I'm passionate about what I do. Yeah. Yeah, you um, could I, if you didn't have that support system, I you, dude, I think a lot of us would have gone to the bar or whatever you want to no call it. No way I would be a functioning human right now. Yeah. And like straight up. Like when my dad I talked to my dad on my way to work when I worked at John Deere. My dad was my dad was a, a a really big name in the waste management industry. Um, my dad would like get headhunted to like manage um, like landfills all over the country. So uh, when my dad was going to work and I was going to work, we talked every morning during the hunting season. We talked every morning. We'd strategize. We'd that's all our conversations were: hunting, what are we doing, where are we going, how are we doing it, where are we hanging the set, that, like every day. And then all of a sudden, Nothing. gone. So. For me, it was just a, I just got suplexed, you know? So, uh, but yeah, if I didn't have this like structure system. Words we don't know, Kurt. I don't know what the fuck suplex means. Suplex is when someone grabs you from the waist from behind and flips you over and you land on your neck. Got it. You go upside down. We're talking wrestling moves you back from, from the Stevie Moon days. <laughs> Here we go. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old kickboxer MMA fan. So, All right. you get suplexed, which is not a great time. Your shit just gets fucking you're dizzy you don't know what's what's up from down and you're all over the place right so um i just have a great support system of friends family and a good passion 
If I didn't have that, dude, I'd probably be, uh, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I'm saying the same thing, dude. I talk to my old man every day. Yeah. Morning and night. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not. I hope your dad lives to be 100, dude. You know, I hope everybody's dad. One of the, one of the things my dad and I talk about the, the the most is is deer hunting. Like everything ties back mm-hmm. to deer hunting. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. Outside of that, Cherish like, it, dude, I'm not. I'm. I'd never wish that upon anybody. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I'll tell you, the better memories you make, and the more conversations you have with your old man, especially you know your mom's too, but your old man. Um, it normally different when different, you're when right? it's different yeah. when you're a guy. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's different. Yeah, you know. it, yeah. You know, it's and, the man that you've mentored your being around. Yep. Um, just have great conversations, spend good quality time, and when he's gone, you will feel okay about it. Yeah, now, valid. that being said, I think I could have another 20 years of cherished moments with my father and his grandson and his granddaughter. Yes, that. Dude, really that's the that's the it. that's the part that I can't like. I I you know I'll start crying out loud on this show. Is like my wife was pregnant. You didn't lose with my just a dead. You lost a granddad. That's that's the part that can't that can't. That's uh. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Back. I'll tell you a story that I don't like to tell, and then I'll, I want to get off the father yeah, yeah, yeah. death. Um, when my dad was on his deathbed, because I had time to like process it, and there's some hard decisions had to be made. Um, that I hope nobody ever has to fucking deal with. Um, that still to this day kind of mind fucked me a little bit. Uh, when my dad was on his deathbed, um, incoherent, I guess would be the term. My wife is pregnant. Like my dad died in April. My son was born in July. So his uh, second birthday is coming up. We, I put my dad's hand on Sam's stomach and I was like, it's a boy. I know it's a boy. And we didn't know the gender. And when Clyde was born, I saw his nuts and I freaked the fuck out, dude. <laughs> but it was almost like, cause I never met my grandfather. I never sure. met my dad's dad. Yeah. And when my son was born, I'm like, dude. So in my head, I have this mental mind fuck that I'm going to die before my son can have his son. Just the way like generationally yep. it's happening. So it, I'm it, like, I'm not going to lie. If it don't fuck with me a little bit, it's, it's a, it's a way to, put things into some strange perspective and i it is as a parent you you start to see the world differently so like you have a certain viewpoint of your parents and you become a parent and suddenly that viewpoint changes completely because you're oh. like well i'm a parent and you are a parent you were just a dude you were just a fucking guy trying to do the best you could now i'm that guy doing the best i can and now i'm thinking about like how you did things versus how i'm doing things and it just it's it's a it's an interesting perspective, and so for Father's Day this year, you know, every, usually it's like, you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't want. I don't want a damn thing. I want my. Got, I want to do something with my kids. Yeah, just hang with your fam. That's all I you want to do something with my kids. Yep. So I was like, let's get our kids a bow and arrow, and let's get them some new fishing poles, and let's spend the day shooting bows and catching fish, and that's mm-hmm. what I want for Father's Day. I want to make memories. Awesome. I don't want shit, and so I didn't get a damn thing, which I'm very grateful for because I, what i did get was my kids shooting archery and catching fish and that was special and that's yep. uh you know that's why i love the outdoors and hunting because those are indelible me- like memories that can't be replaced that you're building legacy so you talk about like people coming into the hunting industry and so forth it's up to us to keep these kids into it and they look up to us and so it's like our responsibility that, now yeah yep mm-hmm. yep and it did it, 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 you're right, Eric. It totally changes when you have kids. I mean, I never even thought about like 
passing the honey and the fishing and everything down. But, you know, once that kid pops out, you're like, it's my time. Yeah, it's more than me now. Like, it, I'm not the yep. center of the universe now. It's something different. And, uh, exactly. yeah, man, it's, it, I don't know, like, there's a there's some passage on the internet going around about if you're having a bad day with your kids and they're, because don't get, don't get it twisted. Like, I have my days where I'm like, you mother, I can't <laughs> believe you piss on the garage floor today or whatever the hell it is, because there's always something. Oh, yeah. There's always them days where you want to throw them out the window, but, but you don't. But, but the message is, if you could, if you're, if, let's just pretend you're 80 and you got to go back in time to today, whatever today is happening, and right. that today is the day when your kid did that thing that like drove you crazy, and you're like, boy, I'm gonna backhand you or whatever the hell it is, you know. If you went back as an 80 year old, your perspective is gonna be vastly different. You're gonna cherish all of that bad stuff and the good stuff, and you're gonna take it all in as all good because it's all good. You'll give anything to have time with them. And that's so, the way I look at it now. Like, does my kid piss me off? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, really. like, that's their job. Yeah, their job is to push me off. Like, yeah. I piss my parents off 100%, but at the same time, like, half an hour later, like, we're best friends. We're yeah. dancing around. We're having a good time. Like, yeah, he pisses me off, but at the same time, I don't want him to remember me as being pissed off at the, all the time either. Exactly. Exactly. There's the, yeah. So, anyway, you know, whatever that's worth, like, Sorry you to bring got, the you, house down. You, no, no, it's all good because you guys have this message about go shoot your bow. Go shoot your bow. And I think I'm going to take that one step further and be like, go have your kids shoot their bow. What does that look like? Because I don't, you know, shooting my bow and shooting a deer is great for me. But when it's my kids, that feels like I, I don't have to shoot my bow ever again if as long as they're shooting theirs. You know, like that, that feels far more better than me shooting mine. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'd take any deer they'll get over any deer I'll get. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – and so my dad last year got a buck the day after I shot my buck, not far down the road from where I shot my buck, in Dousman, Wisconsin. And um, it was the only time in history the both of us had shot nice deer with our bows. And is so that the photo you guys have on your Facebook? That's you it. That's a, that is literally the photo of a fucking lifetime because mm – -hmm. All my kids are there. He's there. We both got deer. That's never, ever, ever happened. Eric, do me a favor. Blow that motherfucker up and put it in the studio right where that bow's hanging below your TV. It's a good idea. I ought to do that. I'll do that. Because that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. No. That's not a thing. No. And, you know, and the fact that, like, I was there, he was there for my recovery. You know, I always, so the reason the OKS Hunter started, I talked about this on the Bear Archery podcast and probably a bunch of others. Is like, and I didn't say it on your guys, so I apologize, but it was about, me shooting a doe fun as my first bow kill ever, but my dad happened to be there. And I didn't know it was a doe fun until I walked up on it. I was like, oh, that's a pretty small doe. You know, eh. Easy drag, so that was great. Talk about the OKS Hunter. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was like my dad was there, and he's like, hey, you finally did it. You got you to deer, deer with your bow. And I was 20, my daughter was 2017, so I would have been 31, 32, something like that. And so that was my first ever deer kill with a bow. And uh, I felt I felt you I could have felt 12 years old in that particular moment. And mm -hmm. that and then when I got bashed for it, I was like, what the f what? You what bash for it? That was it. That was where it all started from. That's when the brand started right there. That was the mm. that was when Sorry the actual brand that. started. And I was like, it was Doug. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, it was Doug. Yeah. People are like, my dog's bigger than that. What's wrong with you? You killed Bambi. You're like, what the f are you thinking? I'm oh, like, that was my first go kill. You know, that was, yep. that was a pretty special moment for me. And, uh, you know, my daughter had just literally been born like weeks prior. I put on the top of my SUV and with the tarp and strapped it down. I was pretty proud of the whole entire thing. 
also knowing, like, I'm a grown man that just killed a Dauphin. You want to know what meat tastes really good? Is yeah, Dauphin but dude, meat. everybody has. Everybody's <laughs> done that. So that, that's kind of where it, like, started from, you know? And I was like, what What the fuck? Why am I getting shit for this, you know? So that that's when it kind of – and it didn't start as OKS Hunter immediately. It started as, like, I had all these ideas of, like, Humble Hunter, Humble Hunter. And I was like, well, there's some chick called Humble Hunter. So I'm like, eh, that ain't it, you know? And <laughs> whatever. So that's where it came from. But, like – this is this legacy that we're talking Out about, there, like passing you know? tradition down from dad to son, from grandpa to dad to son to daughter to whatever it is like that. That's why hunting is so, so damn important that the antis will never, ever comprehend. No, and, and it's a cultural thing. But, too, it's like, man, what if my kids just aren't into it? So what? And that's they're not. And that's like, possible. You know, yeah, that's, I'm not going to force them. Possible. But so far, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> will that crush me? No. No, right, right. Like, I'll just hunt more. I'm kidding, but <laughs> <laughs> more for me. <laughs> more, for me. but uh, you know, what do you do? It's a, it's a family affair normally. Um, but you know, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> hey, if they don't, you always got the boys. Hey, I'm, That's I'm right. with your boys. Here's the thing. It's like hunting camp. I grew up with a hunting camp, a very unique yep. hunting camep. I'm very fortunate, and uh, that's what we're creating here. That's what you guys are creating there. And our kids are going to be able to come to the studio, and your kids are going to be able to come. Well, Eric's kids are going to be able to come to the studio. Um, and Doug, if Doug ever accidentally, well, you probably have a few. We just got to figure out where they are. And then, uh, like, this, this is going to be hunting camp, you know? Like, well, and that's like with my original hunting camp, I still want to take my kids down there when they do a hunting camp. They just do it with their family. Oh, you still have access to it? Uh, uh, I mean, when they're hunting, like at night after the hunt gets over, we can still go down there. They still okay. have a party every weekend. So. Oh, I like, didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm like, we. I still stop down there at least. It's always during the second season, so it's both weekends. So yeah, I usually try and stop down one Saturday every weekend just to. Yeah, you know, I grew up there. That's where I cut my teeth at. For sure. Well, is it weird? Like, do you walk in? Does it like smell the same? And <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's a cabin you know, on cabin always on had stilts. Like, a smell or feel and it smells like plywood, dude. It's cabin on stilts because of the property floods. Oh, so it's just plywood in there, and there's a a wood stove with. The, four kitchen tables where everyone played cards and drank beer and like that was our childhood i want to do that i love that it's awesome my childhood camp was an old soils testing lab that we took over and uh we just stayed in that so yeah it had smells <laughs> it had smells i remember yeah, like it brings it back it's a smell though. it is you you're walk, right you eric... walk into that cabin and you're like well eric hit hey. the nail on the head he's like what it smell like it's like at first it's kind of like what do you mean oh yeah i know what he means yep. you know that smell like clinton iowa Clinton, Iowa. Don't ever go. Greg, Greg came to our deer camp once, and our deer camp is interesting because I, I, like, I've recruited people to join our deer camp over the years. Now that I got people that are my friends that hunt, because a lot of them didn't know it was just me, my dad that started it, and Greg, Greg cooked a pretty good, good freaking slow roasted meal for deer camp that one year you came, Greg. That was awesome. I keep trying to get him to come back here. He's like, nah, I don't know. I got other things to do around here. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a great hey, impression. Dude, <laughs> honestly, though, I mean, this is the mustache, right? <laughs> well, this year's situation was different. I The only way I was keeping that per- permission is if I came back during rifle season. And you had to do doe control. I had to do doe control because he had over 40 deer coming into that field every night, and that's kind of a problem. And uh, I, I, it turned out fine. I whacked three of them opening day. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, you want to see some funny? Honestly, guys, like our, our YouTube of the the oak, what do we call it? the OKS Hunter Show? Or we'll see how it goes. Was our first season. Greg Greg had some some blunders with uh, shooting a bow out of a blind. Yeah, it was bad. Um, 
didn't help that I dropped two in my bow on the basement floor and screwed up the cam and messed up a cable and then I had to it drop tuned. Yeah, drop tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I drove that on a mountain. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. It goes from a nice radius cam to a big flat spot in it and the cable gets razored off and now they gotta order a new cam from the bow from the factory and I don't know, it took like a week to get there and you know, you get it back and you're excited to have some new parts on it and it didn't shoot the same. I was struggling to get everything back into tune. And then on top of it, I've never shot at anything out of a blind before. It's always been wide open or out of a tree. You know, I'm always used to climbing a tree, throwing up a, a stand and sticks or a saddle platform and, and sticks and saddle or whatever. But uh, it was a different, different experience. And I should have got a taller blind, long story short, because every time I release an arrow, that 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 cam or the cam and the in the uh, limbs would jump up tag the top of the blind and sound like a shotgun going off in the blind and then it would throw my arrow trajectory off and then two i think i was rushing some of the shots because i was literally at eye level with some of these deer and one i shot over and the other one i'm not sure where the arrow went i found them this spring when i went out there scouting um and those deer you know they got away scot-free and then i i uh, i got redemption with the rifle during uh during gun season and then during late season i took two more with the rifle so i cleaned house on, on some of them the farmer was really happy and then he had another <laughs> couple guys come out and shoot i think we took eight deer total off that property and it, we st still didn't put a dent in it so i want to go hunting there yeah <laughs> like yeah y'all yeah. yeah, y'all ever trying to come to wisconsin for any hunts you just hit us up when you're in up here it's, we got, it we sounds got just like fun. my farm but i can only draw maybe one doe tag a year yeah That's and, cool. and they're they're letting us i mean we get two with our archery tag two with a gun tag as residents you know in my area uh, if we were going in the driftless area there's more than that available when you buy your license but then you can pretty much keep buying doe tags until they're out of them if they've met the quota for that which i've that never zone. had an issue with you can just keep buying them no that'd be fun yeah doe camp. I, i'd like to go to like wisconsin or kentucky or even tennessee minnesota for early season yeah like september season mm -hmm. missouri even Kentucky's yeah. on the it's radar. a good time to good time to to come up and fill a tag you know if you're just looking to shoot a deer our tags are pretty inexpensive for non-residents very inexpensive yeah, super affordable like it's yeah. a very affordable state wisconsin's very affordable if you're not from here to hunt here so if yeah i'm like if i last time when i came down in your state uh, you know it was almost 500 bucks into a license and everything by the time yeah I had it all said and done and i'm I, not against that yeah keep it expensive but, well, and, but and it's, <laughs> honestly it, it's not a bad thing you know yeah. there's a reason iowa is expensive and it's as good as it is so the whole yeah. damn state in iowa is a food plot we have a great shirt we want to bring to the iowa deer <laughs> classic it just says iowa like the outline of the state and it just says food plot because like yeah. that's it the whole like derek said that on the way home he's like the whole fucking state's a food plot what do you expect well, i do equate that to easy <laughs> It's not. And it's not. It's not. You know, like I said on the on the other episode we did on our. I'm side. gonna come out the same one. That line I went and it says corn pile in the. In there the you center. go. There you do go. Do it. Do it. Do it. We <laughs> didn't do pile. it. We didn't do it. Look, clearly we can have the same damn ideas. You know, we had a freezer queen shirt, and then I see deer deer catching deers did the freezer queen idea, but they did it better than ours. And I was like, well, hats off to yep. those guys. They did a good there job with that. 
Gretchen Deers are on top of. I want to do one. Remember the old Hawthorne Heights song, "Ohio is for Lovers." I'm gonna do one. Ohio is for cheaters. They're gonna be a corn pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. You gotta be so deep into this stuff to understand yeah, half of the weird. half of the nuances to it. Like the right people will understand it and buy correct. it and wear right, right. it. Right, right. Get that one going, Eric, for a store. That's pretty. See, good. that's how. The, the isms come along. The just WCB right isms happen. That's our T-shirts right there. Like exactly. it's uh, we just talk mm-hmm. and uh, it's just random bullshit that comes out of our mouth. What is the ra- mm-hmm. what is the wage drain one? Like I I see it. I I think I get it, but I need I need clarification. Like explain that so, one to us. Uh, wage brain, bra- wage brain was here and then gone. The shirt didn't do as well, uh, but it did okay. Yeah, it did good. Um, we so basically, uh, we're idiots. We just have wage brains. So when I worked at John Deere, there was kind of like the salary and wage divide split. So Ah, it was kind of a joke that all the engineers, the office people, the managers, the supervisors, the the salary side, the Dougs were like, (laughs) oh, the wage guys are just dumb. When in reality, we were the ones that really made the the fucking world go around. The world go around because we're the ones like actually making the changes making the suggestions but so it was kind of like yeah we're dumb on paper <laughs> but in reality like we're we're necessary try working at the actual factory no thanks i yeah. bet it's even worse <laughs> it's even worse this sure didn't do so well because like wage brains couldn't understand it Maybe. You know what, You can leave. <laughs> Doug, you, can Doug, leave. you son of a bitch. Get, right there, get the hell out. out. Get the hell out. <laughs> hey, if I remember right, you get paid hourly, Thanks right? Thanks for having me. Doug, you, you can't. Salary. Doug, you came by our booth at the I'm Wisconsin Dells. Your wage drain, you dummy. Hold on. Doug, you came by our, our booth at, you mean you came, you came by our booth at the I one too, I think. Uh, but d- certainly the Wisconsin one. Um. We're not as we're not as deep as you guys yet. Like we're we're just doing trade shows and they're pain in the ass. But uh, you took a lot of selfies with Ty- Tyler's our co-founder, who's like our silent guy, because he's like our CFO, CEO. He's the guy that keeps all this shit actually like functioning from a business standpoint. But he he happens to be like a dog trainer and like a a, a dog guy. So like he's got these dogs on these these like <laughs> beds and they don't they don't leave the beds. Tyler's dogs move. don't frickin' move. And and if they do, they got hell to pay. So, like, everyone walks by and goes, oh, my God, the dogs are so cute. Um, if it was my dog, they would have ran around the whole thing. Yeah, well, it ain't your dog. It's Tyler's dog, and Tyler's a frickin' maniac when it comes to dog training. So, like, <laughs> you came by and took selfies with the dogs. What's the deal? Because you had, like, a Doug-dog thing going on. Uh, I still it do. still does. It's uh, it's called Doug and Dogs on Instagram. <laughs> so your mustache so, uh, has its own page. Yeah, Doug and Dogs has its own yeah. page. Doug, Doug's a real star player here. Doug's just, Doug's no. an Instagram porn star is what he is. <laughs> well, pretty, pretty For the record, at, pretty much at every show, I have to follow him around and take pictures of him and these fucking dogs. <laughs> what's your What's your Instagram page for your mustache? Oh. It's like Doug's I mustache. I still don't know who owns Who are better? You or Bo, Martana? Because Bo's got that Rutstash shirt going on. Well, Doug is the OG of the mustache in the high before game. Bo did. So you Doug's did. the OG. I will claim Doug is the OG. But D- there's an Instagram page made for Doug's mustache. We don't know who runs it. It's probably Please some stalker see. chick. That, that's How many followers does it have? It's his wife. When did it? When's the, it 342. When's the last post? 
uh, November 28th. You got to take a new picture of your mustache. Oh. That's, that's so whoever, take a picture whoever, of your mustache tonight. And yeah, whoever that. owns that needs Fell to. Off. Let yeah, me see the page. What's the last photo of your mustache? So I actually don't own this page. Can you take a picture of your mustache with some beer foam in it and then tag that person, whoever that page is? And see if they post it. I think we know who it is. Who is it? Who do you think it is? I think it's Larry. Larry McCoy? Yeah. Let me see. I want to see the page. Or uh, Ryan. Oh, Hauser. Hauser. You just got to do like all sorts of different foods and beers in your mustache, like peanut butter, beer. I love Doug's mustache. They, them. I'm Doug's mustache. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Hold up the camera. Hold Hold up that one there. Oh, oh. Everyone go follow this okay. right now. It actually has 342 followers. I'm impressed. Switch by. over, Jordan. There you go. There it is. Dude. Is this up close shots? I see he's drinking a beer in the background. That's perfect. But I don't get this. One of them is my <laughs> camera angle. Like, that's my video angle of Doug. Or is it? I mean, Strange the internet's a pretty powerful thing. And one's birds yeah. of Iowa. It's a great of- mustache. Comes great responsibility. Okay, hey. So, but the well, dogs one is interesting because, like, Tyler, Tyler's got his dogs trained pretty well, and you, you were like eating it. Well, up. that just started because I mean we've been to so many trade shows. You see, and Doug's obsessed with fucking dogs. Yeah. We'll drive to every Big trade show, dogs. and like, if there's a dog walking down the sidewalk, he's like, "Oh, can we pull over and pet it?" I'm like, "No, Doug, we got fucking priority." No, Doug. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, it takes two seconds to pet a dog. I don't know why you're so mad. <laughs> every time, that's like, a mean dog. And then one day, I just thought of like, you know what? Doug Get a picture with dogs. Him. No, no. Doug fucks dogs. What's that? What's that scene from The Hangover? Doug, 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 Doug. Gotta get my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that one a lot. Yeah, growing yeah, up, I'm sure. Growing up, like you're. Teach me how to dug. Well, we'll know if that Instagram page, the mustache page, gets posted. We'll know whoever is listening to this episode. They know we know they listen to both OKS Hunter and WCB. And WCB. Organic. I thought it was funny at the time, but now it's like I don't think someone should own the rights to my mustache. Well, that's a di- Instagram. They haven't posted for over a year. Well, it's, a, it's a shitty mustache, so they who cares? Yeah, you know, Greg. Greg's coming up on you. It's probably Greg over here. Look at this. Look at this what, freaking sir? caterpillar on this guy's face. Greg's is just darker. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. So Greg shows that's, up here. That's inherent. I'm, I mean. I'm doing like a hundred things. So Greg shows up here. I'm doing a hundred things. I'm like typing, clicking, doing stuff. Greg and I have had like four conversations. I've not looked up yet at Greg's face. I finally look. I'm like, whoa, dude, whoa, he, he whoa. was he's whoa. like a, he jumped up like a cat on a hot tin roof. What the f- <laughs> happened to your face? <laughs> we were talking about the same face I've always wide. had. He didn't warn me. I just like saw it. And I was like, whoa, man, what what is this? You know, business going Sound on. Sound like my wife. We yeah, need to well, have a measuring system for mustaches at trade shows. Ooh, I think you should you should do a design of a shirt of like just the mustache, but then you like you show all of like the way you measure the mass, the tie length, the turkey oh, spur. You it's, call like, it out. it's like dimensions on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're measuring the mustache. You need to have a measuring system for mustaches at trade. Eric shows. looks like he could have like you look like you could grow a, a pretty gnarly. Dude, stash my mustache too, like... is disgusting. I watched it on the damn TV show that we put out, and it it protrudes so far out. Did you have just... snot? like stuck in it's it just not pizza okay. chunks cheese my mustache is not a pretty sight it's not favorable so i gotta i got it's got to be accompanied with the beard otherwise it's not okay i don't like it i don't like it i look like chaos mustache i think you got a good upper lip <laughs> yeah good upper lip there yeah, you got those bird lips you know you gotta suck that syrup anyway guys <laughs> jesus let's bring the plane in for landing how do you jesus like, how do people find 
a, a working class bow hunter, like what should they be doing now, today in 2023? Like what what do we want people to do with a, with working class bow hunter podcasts and working class bow hunter? Google it. Just search. Yeah, Google it. You'll find everywhere you need to go. But we also have Victory Drive Firearm Podcast brought to you by us and a fishing one called Tackle and Tacos. Kind of a lighthearted yet serious spin on, love on it. what we consider fishing podcast. So uh, mixing it up, WCB style. NCC. And CC on files, uh, working class on Deercast on the Jury Outdoor series. Yep. But if you just Google us, you can find all that shit. It's easy. We have a store. We have a about us page. Everything. Yeah, and, and about, we you gotta have the about us page, guys. What's that? You gotta have the about us page. That's what people care about. Yeah, yeah I'm right. glad that that's the contact us and about us pages. We also have um, uh, Doug's mustache wax. If you want to check that out too, to make yourself is this a product plug? Are you making a product plug? Time out, Kurt. How long have we had this product? Since beginning of trade show season last year. Okay, ATA of last year. When's the first time he's plugged this product? Right now. Well, the first time he used uh, Nick Mutt and Michael Waddell to plug, and then he thought he was just going to ride the the gravy train coattails out, and it still hasn't sold out. Doug. Uh-oh. Connection. What happened? Oh, shit. They dropped off. Was that us? I don't know, guys. I don't know what the fuck happened. It just said connection. Connect. It was a connection thing. Are we still recording? Uh, yes. Yeah, on the audio side, we're good. So don't worry about whatever the video says. Once this continued business as usual. As usual. Yeah, I said Michael Waddell and it just dropped off. <laughs> the Illuminati's listening, <laughs> apparently. Anyway, Big Brother's listening. Doug made one simple plug with the big dogs, and he thought he'd just coast through the rest of his marketing. I thought that was it. I thought I made it, and um, nope. you didn't. Nope. Here we are. The old saying goes, sun shines up a dog's ass every once in a while. That was your sunshine, my friend. You better start making a little more hay. Yeah, I needed more sun. <laughs> what a terrible dude, dude you gotta give us something your fucking marketing is terrible on this we're never <laughs> investing in this again no because i, I, I don't know what to do with this you guys if, are professionals let's just say this kurt if a product ever comes out that's doug related we're not doing it i got one idea. we got we'll get one more chance we can come back from this. We can lose <laughs> one chance to make you not. I can get us out of debt. We can lose some more money to lose some more money. Uh, it's all well, it's all bets. He's just gambling. Anyways, it's just gambling. He just he keeps playing yeah. some bets. You put them on the table, you see what happens. You know, some of the bets work out. Some you got to gamble going. sometimes. Yeah, I'm a gambling man, and you're my. You homie. are a gambling man, and I'm a homie, but I'm not gambling that much. If it would have worked, you have been like, man, this Doug stuff, man, this is where it's at. You know, like let's yeah. keep oh, double up all, on the Doug. Have yeah. full time jobs here. It's a great product, but Doug isn't very good at selling. It's good stuff. Well, thanks, guys, for being on the show. We appreciate it a bunch. And uh, No, thanks for having us on, man. Absolutely. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Big time. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You have a good, uh, I don't know, night, day, week, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and just remember, do. we're only here for a short time, and we're also here for a good time. So that, yeah, we're all that, that was on the bathroom soon. stall. That, you read that on the bathroom stall.